This is Kurt. And this is Tracy. And this is the MFG cast. Welcome to another board game edition of the MFG cast. We're going to go into strategies again. We did it last time. We kind of got hooked on it. We're going to do it again this time. This time we're going to use uh, Seven Wonders Architects to to talk about our strategies and what we did as far as when we played it and how it worked against each other and stuff like that. And if he's saying again, if you haven't listened to the last gaming episode we did that with brew by pandasaurus games sure did should we talk about what we've been playing recently we haven't done one of those in a while we could all right we could just touch on it yeah sure i'll start um of course you will oh thanks (laughs) do you want to start no okay Uh, i was able to play meadow with old podcast partner mike um this is kind of a Set collection, beautiful game about the meadow. The meadow, yeah, kind of creating animals. Your own, yeah, kind of creating your own meadow with animals and landscapes and stuff like that. I won't go into really too much detail of it. I just, I just want to say like I really liked it right away. It's one of those that as soon as I was done with it, I, I uh, came up after we were done playing downstairs and I came to Tracy. I said, "This is a game that you would love." And then I bought it. You did. I've never played it, but I figured if Kurt likes it, then Anne thought of me that, I mean, is he wrong? No. No, he's never usually wrong. No. I don't think I've ever gotten a game for you that I thought you would like. And I, don't um, think I think there's maybe one, and I can think of it. I'm not going to talk about it. Which one? We got rid of it. I'll talk about it after this. Oh, my God. Now I feel terrible. No, you'll know. You'll know because you felt the same way. Oh, okay. (laughs) Anyway, so, yeah, now it's in our collection. I have not played it yet. Yeah. it's. I don't know. I feel like it's it's made really well. It plays really well. The art is amazing. Uh, The only only downside I have to the game is... Now you're going to talk about a downside. No. The only reason why I think about it is because what happened with my play is that the last couple of rounds, there's a lot harder things to do as far as the set collection goes and stuff like that. So it, you almost have to know that ahead of time. So for your first play, it kind of sucks because it's like, okay, if I would have known ahead of time that I would have had... Oh, what final scoring was? No. Or what? No, it's like the set collection thing, it kind of amps because in later rounds, you actually switch out cards. So like there's like the the directions of north, south, east, and west. Well, you yeah. have these north card north cards that you use, and then later rounds you use the south cards, and the south cards have more icons on them to get oh. during the rounds. So it's like you really have to kind of plan out your stuff to be able to be like, 
okay, well, I can get these, but you don't know what those cards are either, so it's kind of hard Because you aren't familiar with it yeah, yet. Yeah, yeah. So but neither was Mike, so yeah. this was the first play for both of you. For so sure. You were kind of in the same boat, yeah. at least. So, you know, it's not one of those that, like, it's detrimental to the game. It's just I wish I would have known ahead of time. Yeah. But, yeah. Cool. Yeah. Again, I really didn't talk about anything about what the game was about, but we'll just kind of flash by, flash by that. Uh, what else do we play? We played Roll to the Top Journeys. Mm-hmm. Is it Journey? Journey? Journeys. Yep. Journeys. And that one I saw on a board game Facebook group that we're part of, or that I'm part of. I don't know if you are. And at least the old Roll for the Top was published and maybe called something different or a version of it or something like that by another board game company. But this one is like a Journeys version. So you're going on an adventure, basically, to visit all these different places, such as... Why can't I think of any right now? Uh, like, the only one I can remember is one that is easy to remember. It's the uh, Eiffel Tower. But Eiffel like, Tower, thank you. But there were some, like, there were some places that I, I don't know what they are, so it was yeah. kind of cool to learn. Yeah, so basically the premise of the game is... That you have a a journey that you're on and all the players utilize the same five dice. It's five dice, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. And then there's also one action die. And what you do is as the active player, you roll the five action or excuse me, you roll the five dice and the five dice are a variety. So there can be a... D4, a D6, a D8, 10, and a 20, I believe. Yeah. I think I got them all. And you roll them, and you can use a combination of the dice, each of them individually. Um, By combination, you can add them up to get different numbers. You don't have to use all of them. You don't have to use any of them. But basically, on this dry erase journey that you're on, you are starting with numbers and... Whatever number you place on the bottom, you have to put either the number that's equal to it or a number that's higher. So if you place a one, you have to put a one on top of that in that next square on top of it, or you have to put a two or something higher than that. And then whoever fills up the squares in that journey first wins if more than one person fills it up at the same round than whoever has the lowest amount of points in that journey. The action die that I reference comes into play after the active player has rolled the die and everyone's taken their turn, that player rolls the action die and then they act on whatever the action die displays. So you could remove, they could remove one of those die in the on the group of five, they could add another one if one had been removed before. They can swap out dice. They can... There's one more. I don't remember. I don't know. There's one more action. Oh. And basically, that adds another element because you're not always using five dice. And so the, then the play keeps moving around the table. And like I said, you you go until somebody finishes that journey, so to speak. Yeah, the one thing I like about this game is the action die that you use after the turns. Usually it's like if something that happens before I the had, turn. Yeah, I had to read the directions four times to be like, what? Yeah. Am I reading this wrong? Did they put this in the wrong order? And I'm like, 
Oh, yep. Okay. That makes sense. So, and it's cool because this game also has solar, solar, <laughs> solo play also. So as a solo player, you would play two boards. One board is your play and the other board, you just X out something. I think you X out based on the number of players plus one, if I remember correctly. I haven't done the solo play yet. But then when I bought that, I also bought the expansion for it, which is called Roll to the Top Adventures, I think. So, and that one just adds some more places that you can visit along your journey. But it follows the, it follows the journey of the daughter in the story, basically. So it's like the father, I think, and the daughter. So the father in the base game and the daughter in the expansion yeah <clears throat> it's a cool i it's cool what did we sit down and play it f- like four or five times yeah real quick game to play really easy to you know to play it's just the strat again strategy of it trying to uh you know get the you know get it get to the top faster but did you talk about like if you tied then the whoever has yes. the lowest points wins like i like did that you idea fall asleep too during that yeah apparently part? i did sorry i sometimes i think my brain just thinks of other things no, that's so like okay. i forget I, like, i'm what's the happening. exact same way yeah so. um but it also is challenging because you have to remember that the numbers are coming from a variety of different spaces so you have to you have to be like okay so if I put this number here, I have to go up, but I want to go lower here or, you know what I mean? You have to be strategic in how you place the numbers. You kind of want to place low because if you tie, which we did in what, one or two games, mm-hmm. then you have to ensure that you get the lowest score so that you win the game. Yeah. So yeah. it's a cool, it is a cool, cool game. I think it was ki- it was a Kickstarter game or something and I ended up finding it on... Uh, board game tables. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they've and they shipped it super fast, and shipping was only four bucks. Yeah, board game tables has really been hitting it out of the park with some of the games that they've been picking up, like Kombudo Sumo and like Dandelions, and what's the other one that we play Sequoia? I think we ordered another one from them too. Yeah, I feel like we have a a decent oh, amount of them now. I ordered um QE. QE is another one that we have as well. What yep. else did you order? Um, I ordered that um, that mixology kind of one. I can't think of what that one is called right now. I ordered it through them because we missed the Kickstarter. On the Rocks? Yeah, I think I ordered On the Rocks through oh, them. Nice. I could totally be lying, but <laughs> I, but it would be innocent. It would be an innocent lie. Yeah. But, yeah, they like I said, board game <laughs> tables been hitting out of the park. So if you have a chance, check them out. Also, get a table. And send us a table. Yeah, exactly, right? Board game tables. We've been talking about you a lot. Send us a table. Oh, I meant like our listeners. Oh, or you But board game tables could too. That's true. That's true. All right. Should we get into strategizing? Yes. Oh, that's why we're here. That's that's right. Okay. Seven Wonders Architects. Yes. Have you played it? Yes, I have. Not you. We have oodles of times. Oodles of times. We've played it physically and we've played it online. Yeah. We love this game. Yeah, we've played. Th- we've probably played this a million times between us and John too. Oh my gosh! <laughs> like I think we when we played it on Board Game Arena with John, I remember that one time that I mean we've played it on Board Game Arena several times with him, but that one time specifically that we played with him. 
we were bantering back and forth so much on who was doing what and things like that that I we had to have played at least 12 times. Yeah, that's how I feel like we yep. did too. Yeah. But it's how, a great game. Yeah, how do you play this game? Well, I can't tell you whether it's like Seven Wonders because I've never played it. And I can't tell you whether it's like Seven Wonders Duel because I've never played that. But I can tell you that it's like Seven Wonders Architects. <laughs> I'm funny. So in this game, there are nine, I think, wonders. Am I right? You're right. God, I was trying to count all the different things, which, by the way, are stored in these awesome containers for each of the wonders that have cards for each of them and thick punch outs for each of the wonders that have um, they flip back and forth from side to side. And in the game, what you're doing is you're selecting a wonder that you want to play with and you're building it from the side that is not completed yet. Yeah, they call it the unfinished side. Okay, yeah, or the side that's not completed yet. <laughs> and you put it together, and you you put the whole thing together. And then based on the number of players, the players each have their set of cards specific to that wonder. And then there is a stack of cards with question marks on them. It's pr- significantly larger, probably, I don't know, three times, three times the... The size of three of the other decks. Seems like it. And that's a collaboration of a bunch of different things, which we'll talk about. And then you're basically, you as a player have an option to gather cards from the your left side of the, you have the option of gathering cards from the player on your left, your cards on the right, or do they say left? I don't know. You can gather a card from the left or the right or the middle, which the middle is that question mark stack. And basically what you want to do is you want to construct or erect your um, wonder the fastest, but there's other things you can do along the way. So as you're looking at the cards, there's going to be resources on the cards. There's going to be science, which I'll have Kurt talk about here in a second. Mm -hmm. There's going to be fight. They call it military. Military fight. Okay. And there's going to be like laurels or victory points on them. And some of those have additional actions on them too. So in the, the, for the resources and collaborating that with your wonder, you may have to do like three resources that are exactly the same. So you might have to collect three glass or three stone or three wood. You get the point. Or you might have to do um, three of different ones. And then once you erect it, you flip over that piece and it may just give you points at the end of the game, but it may also allow you for a different action. Maybe gathering a card from both sides of the stacks or gathering a card from the middle or selecting a card. I mean, the, the options are endless depending on what wonder you gather from. Also in those stacks are science cards, which Kurt, I promised, would talk about. Thank you. Because my my mouth is just blabbing. <laughs> now you know how I feel when I when I feel like I'm taking. Oh no, over, I, you know? I mean I could. No, it's okay. I okay. I would love to. 
So with your science cards, they're green science cards, and then if you don't really know what the green is, I love the fact that I just kind of found this out. Oh the yeah, other day, it's on the directions. That uh, you they actually have symbols. So if you're colorblind and you need to know what the science cards are, I think they're triangles for science. So yep. you'd be able to know that that's that. So all what, the all the different cards have different colors yes. with symbols. And, yep, exactly. Yep. So you can figure them out. Sorry, I didn't need but that. with the science, what happens is this. So if you get two science cards that have the same symbol on them or three science cards that have different symbols on them, you can get science tokens. And what science tokens do is kind of help you get victory points at the end of the game. They help you kind of get more cards at, throughout the game um, and then other things and so forth. So like one of them could be like uh, one of the tokens is you get two points for every science token that you have at the end of the game. One of them is... If you get a uh, stone resource and a wood resource during the game, you get an extra card that you can take out of the face-up cards that you can take up from the left and the right during the game. One of them is if you take a gold card, which is a wild resource, which we didn't talk about, the wild resource would be worth two gold. So and that's you know so then you have two wild instead of one. So like those science tokens really help kind of manage other things in the game where. You know, you're trying to build those wonders, but there's other things that de- that can help you win as well. Perfect. Good job. Thank you. Yeah. I also alluded to the military, which are cards that can be found in the custom stacks of cards that are found for each of the wonders. They're found in the middle cards with the question marks on them. They're, they're shields. Yes. They're, well, they're, actually, they're swords and shields. They're swords and shields. And then um, some of them are just swords and shields, which once collected, they stay in front of you for the rest of the game. So, like, they're the everlasting defense for your wonder. And others have the sword and shield, but then they also have a horn on them. And those kind of generate action in, I don't know how else to describe it. But once three horns are displayed throughout the gameplay? That's not necessarily true. Because depending upon the player count is how is however many of oh, those see, we've... tokens go out during the game. Yeah. So they actually call them the one side is peacetime because it's got like a little dove and a little flower. And then the opposite side is military. So like you you and I are mostly We're, Yeah, we play a lot used to so that's two player games. That. So that's yep. three of them, but I think if you play Three and four player, I think you may play f- four or five of them. So Yeah, okay, I lied. That's okay. But once those are displayed, then you flip the from the peace side to the... The military the side. The military basically. side. Mm-hmm. And then once all of those are flipped over, then you fight all the other players. Mm-hmm. So you basically match up each player. So Kurt and I would fight each other to see who has the most military. And then once we figure out who has the most military, then those cards with the fight that have horns on them are returned to the discard pile. And those that don't have it stay in front of us to protect our wonder. Yeah. And then the scoring is a little different depending on player count. So like in a two-player game between me and you, if I beat you or you beat me, we'd get that three-point yes. token. There's three-point tokens or whatever. The only caveat for a two-player two game is that if I have twice as many swords and shields as you do, then I would get two tokens instead. 
Okay. It's a little bit different with uh, more than two players. Because then it's like six and three. So, oh, and then the last thing that we, that I alluded to was cards that have laurels on them or for victory points, but they also have something else on them. Some of them do. They have a cat statue. Yeah, I said a cat statue. (laughs) And that is a kind of a perk, I would say, while you're playing the game. So if you decide to take a card that has like a, a two on it with a laurel, you're getting two victory points at the end of the game. If it has a cat on it, you take this cat statue. They literally have a cat statue in the game. You put it in front of yourself and every turn until somebody takes it away from you, you get to preview the middle, the giant middle stack that I was referring to at the beginning of the game. You get to look to see what that is to see if you want it. Because otherwise you're randomly drawing what that card is and no one ever knows what it is. So that one's always a guess. The cards that are um, to the right and left of you are always face up. So you always know what those are, but you never know what the one in the middle is. So then um, there's other things like the science tokens might have references to the cat. And then whoever or or somebody else might take the cat away from you. And then they would control that until it moves kind of moves around in the game. And then at the end of the game, whoever has the cat gets an additional two points. Okay, so that was a, I would say, a fairly brief. Sure. And then whoever has the most points wins. At, oh, honestly, yeah, yeah, at yeah, the yeah, end, yeah, yeah. Between Oh, everything. yeah, whoever, whoever builds their first, or whoever builds the wonder first triggers the end of the game. Doesn't mean they won. It's just whoever, you're going to tally up all of the victory points between whatever's been erected or completed in your wonder, whatever victory points you have on cards, any applicable science tokens, anything that you have in front of you that would provide points, and then whoever has the most points wins. So just because you didn't complete your wonder doesn't matter, but that's what triggers the end of the game. Yep, correct. Boom. There you go. Okay. All right. So let's talk about some of the times that we played this game and what kind of strategies we had. So the first play, well, actually, I'll just reference really quick. We played five games. The only reason why we played five, I, I thought we I thought we could probably do four like we did for Brew, but um, we tied two to two, even though this is kind of a spoiler. Uh, we tied two to two in our game, so we actually played five this time. So for strategies for the first game, what did you have your strategy for the first game? Well, the first game went so fast that I am not sure I had one. (laughs) And I'm saying that because, well, I guess if I had to pick a strategy, remembering the first game, the resources came out so fast and it helped me to complete my wonder so fast that I guess resource and flipping of the um, completion of my wonder was the fastest. Yeah. Or was, I guess, my goal. Yeah. Not realizing that that's what I was going to be going for, but all the stars were aligned for me. So nice. that's, that's awesome. What, that's what happened. Nice. It yeah. didn't work for me in the end, but. <laughs> so with mine, I actually decided to do as many military cards as I could, and then also as many laurel scoring cards as I could for the end of the game as well. Yeah, you had a pile of them. Uh, yeah, I feel like those uh, Laurel Victory cards 
for the end of the game was what helped me win because I had a lot of those cat cards. And then I also got one of the science tokens that helps you get uh, one more point per cat card at the end of the game. So I ended up scoring more that way. So I think that's why I got I did so well. I don't think the fight helped me. The military helped no, me as much. I don't think it did. But so in that game, you came out annihilating me, thirty nine to twenty eight. Wow. And, I, and again, I think the only reason why I scored so high too is getting all those cat cards in that science token. I feel like it really and helped. all the laurel cards. Yep, all the laurel cards. Yep. Which is funny because I feel like playing this in the past, and we played it a million times, I feel like a lot of people, and I'm not speaking for everybody, but including me, don't go for as many Laurel Victory Point cards. Well, I think I think sometimes people get stuck in their head that they need to finish the Wonder. Yes. But I think it depends on what the Wonder is, too. Yeah. Because there are perks to some of the Wonders. Some of them only provide Victory Points at the end. Some of them help you along the way. So it it all depends on what how the game is lining up for you. Yeah. Cuz I think it, even in this game, I don't even think I finished my wonder. You did and I still won, which is weird cuz Thanks you, for rubbing it in. No, again, it's not I, rubbing in. It's no, it's a it's well, kind of interesting that, you know, the whole kind of name of the game is to finish those wonders to end the game, but still you could end up losing. But I also think I think I had a lower scoring Wonder because they don't all score the same points necessarily either um, with victory points at the end. But also, you know, I, again, like the resources were just in my hand that it was just handing me. And so I wasn't worrying about anything else. Yeah. I feel like what this game does with the wonders is that if they don't have any bonuses on the wonders, you're going to score a decent amount of points. Yes. If you have some bonuses that help you out during the game, then you're going to have a less points during or for your wonders, so you're going to have to find points elsewhere. Yep, and that makes sense. Mm-hmm. For sure. Okay, game right. two. Moving on to game two. Yes. All right, so I'll go first on this one. So for this one, I decided to do as many science cards as I can to get science tokens and fast build my wonder. And it was one of those that... I didn't necessarily think I was going to win, but I think because I got some decent science tokens before the end, it actually helped me. And I, it's funny because I just forgot how this went, but now I remember. I actually had the I had the wonder that is the pyramid, and I finished that one completely. And then I had a science token that gave me an extra six points if I had my if I had my um, seven wonder completed at the end of the game. So I feel like between those points and that science token, and there might've been some other things that helped me win the game. Hey, you spoiled it. I'm sorry. Okay. Well, now that you know, he won this one also, my um, plan was foiled. I was trying to kind of get in and manipulate his gameplay. I think on this one, I was trying to complete my wonder. The, just on a side note, this game plays so fast. It seems like, at least with two players, that you you don't have a whole lot of time to be putzing around, I don't think. Yeah. So I was I was trying to, like, take science stuff that he wanted and, you know, try to take the cat back if he had it and look at things and, 
you know, try to try to get my hand in it. And obviously it didn't work for me. But the, th- the funny thing is, is you, I only won by six points. So technically, yeah. it, you know, it, it wasn't a bad strategy. It's just I kind of squeaked it out on you. That's all. You did. It was those science, like mm-hmm. you said. Yeah. So in this one, Kurt won 46 to 40. Mm-hmm. This is moving on to strategy three. So on this one, I decided, and I don't really like doing this, but I thought this would be kind of a fun strategy. I decided I wanted to sabotage anything that Tracy was doing. So kind of like what Tracy did in the last game, I was trying to do in this game. So, I, so you know, if if she was trying to, you know, build part of her wonder, and there was a part, there was a card for for one of the resources, I tried to grab it. If there was something science that would help her kind of get a token, I would try to grab that. If I could see that she's building up in her military, I would try to build up more. And for some reason, this just did not play out well for me. The cards didn't work out well for me. The strategy didn't work out well. And it's interesting because this is a game that can lend to that, where you can kind of find ways to kind of, you know, sabotage other people. But I think that it's still open up enough that the other players can still find a way to kind of work around you and still, you know, win the game. So, well... One of the reasons why I think it maybe didn't work out for you, if I remember this one correctly, this one I was collecting resources like crazy and I was getting all the resources that weren't matching up. So I would have like six resources at a time and you weren't flipping over any parts of your wonder at all because you, now that you revealed what you were doing, you were trying to ruin my life just kidding so i kept drawing every resource that didn't match well that's not what i was trying to accomplish but then once i ended up getting like two or three that needed to be identical then i had the next one too that i could flip over so i was double banking being able to flip over um and build on my wonder multiple times i think in a couple of rounds and then i was trying to also, I think on this one, maybe try to collect some of the uh, victory points, the gotcha. laurel cards too. Yeah, yeah. And then just going back to um, using the resources and stuff like that, I think one of the things that I kind of like about this game is that even if you bank a lot of resources and you can't flip over some of your some of your parts of your seven wonder or your wonder or whatever, that if you match up and you actually get that one to flip up the bottom part, you know, one of the bottom parts of your wonder and you have more cards to flip up another part, you can do that in the same turn. You don't have to wait until the next turn. So you can technically flip more parts of your wonder than just one per turn, which I think is pretty cool. Yeah. And like Kurt was saying, I think that that ended up happening to me twice in this game. Mm Mm-hmm. So this one, I came in for the win. It's about stinking time. <laughs> with 40 points, and Kurt had 32. Yeah. Okay, game four. So for this one, I decided that I would just try to go for the go with the flow. So it was one of those things where I was like, well, I'll just kind of see what happens, you know, what shapes out. You know, if science seems to work out for me, I'll do that. If military does, it works out for me. Nothing worked out for me. <laughs> I feel like at every turn, I was like, I'm going to... I'm gonna um, see if I can get these uh, science to- or science cards, and then you would grab the science for me. 
or I, you know, I'm just gonna wait wait for these uh, resources so I can turn these around, and that just never happened. Like this is one of those one of those ones where like every single time I wanted something, it never came up for me, and that's what kind of I think sometimes sucks with games that are that, luck of the draw or ability. something like that. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. it just it was one of those where it just it wasn't gonna work out for me, even though I tried to do play it as hard as I could. You know that kind of thing. Yeah, and. And this one, I I was really watching for things that I felt would be really beneficial. Like, I remember that there was a science token that had two shield and swords on it that would live out on my by my player space the entire time. So I kn- knew that Kurt would, he likes to sneak in with a fight. And I knew that he wasn't going to be able to do it as easily this time. And so I believe it was this game where you tried to be like, ha ha, I beat you with the military. And I was like, uh, no, man, we're tied. And then you were like, why? And I'm like, because I have two military here. And you're like, oh. So, I mean, for me on this, it was just things that I thought would be beneficial. Like I thought I knew that was going to be beneficial. And typically I wouldn't get that. But I knew who I was playing against. And collecting victory points and trying to continue to work on my wonder and doing those kinds of things were to my benefit when I came in with the win. So this tied up the games 37 to 29, which led into us playing the fifth game Mm -hmm. of Seven Wonders Architects. So our last head-to-head matchup, going mano-a-mano, one-on-one. Uh, I decided that I would just go strictly, strictly. What is that? That's not a word. Strictly. Um, Can you just victory say strictly? Point. No, I said strictly or something strictly. like that. Yeah, I don't know. Okay. I'm making up words on the fly. I went strictly for victory points, like those little victory points. So I went for the three pointers, the two pointers with the cat, and there wasn't enough out there for me. <laughs> I tried to kind of sneak in a little bit of flipping, you know, getting resources to flip over my um my wonder, but. Yeah, the whole like, oh, I'll go for these victory points. Just there just wasn't enough out there for me. Either you grabbed them or they're just they were buried in decks and it just didn't just didn't happen for me. So I just kind of, I don't know, kind of hung there a little bit out to dry and did the best I could. Yeah, I was I went all in on this one and tried to do the best that I could. I think the cards were really shuffled awesome because I had another game where I had resources that I had like six resources and I couldn't flip over my wonders or I couldn't flip over parts of my wonder right away because I had to start collecting things that were similar or whatever. And then finally I was able to, but really I hadn't, I just wanted to go and I wanted to win. So I was like, I'm going to do this, and I'm going to do that, and I'm going to flip this, and I know he he's trying to do science, and I'm going to try this. And I, I was kind of watching what he was doing, trying to figure it out. And then I knew, I knew things that I could make, potentially take away from him, yet not completely stop my gameplay so that I could continue to proceed. And with that, coming in at 41 points... Was me. Yep, you did it. You won. And Kurt with 34. You won the rubber match 
And the rubber match? Yes. What is that? I've never just, heard that. It just means it's like the last, the last hurrah. But um, <laughs> yeah, so like when it comes to playing this game and strategies, like there's a lot of good strategy strategies out there to kind of play and maneuver through and stuff like that. I don't feel like there's as many options for strategies maybe as there is in other games because it's like, okay, well, you can do science and uh, science and military or you can do military and as but, many resources as you can and stuff like that. But I think with this, you almost can't plan ahead because, well, not almost, you can't plan ahead because it all depends on what you see and what's happening and what other people are doing too. So you might you might have to be I'm going to beef up my military because I see so and so is doing this or all I see are laurel victory cards so I'm going to do this or no one's flipping over stuff on their wonder which that's that would be unusual but I'm going to start working on that and I'm going to sideswipe them but I remember like playing teaching your family this and watching your sister just collect and collect and collect the victory point lawyer lawyer (laughs) (laughs) the victory point cards like with the laurels on them and i was certain she won the game and she didn't win the game Mm -hmm. but she was collecting them so much she didn't finish her wonder i think she was what halfway through or something like that and your dad squeaked in beating her by like four points yeah or something like that, and I. Th- but he had a really like beefy one where it didn't allow him for any other special moves. It was just really hefty on the points side of things. So I mean, the sky's the limit, man. Like it, it all depends on what everybody else is doing, too. But it, I liked being able to do that with this game, versus the last time we did this with Brew. It made us not care for it. Yeah. Well, the thing is, is we're, we're doing this with a game that we know we like. With Brew, it was something but we he, didn't really know if we were going to like it or not. So when, then we started playing the game. It just, it, we played a lot of strategies for it. And we figured out that it doesn't matter what strategies we played on it. It just wasn't something that was our team. But I, but I was also concerned about doing this with a game that I knew we really liked. I know you said that. Because I was afraid I wasn't going to like it anymore. Yeah. And that's not true. No. And and that's why that's good. But I was concerned. About yeah, it. and that's why I wanted to do this again because yep. I wanted to prove to you that, like, oh, I did. I wanted I know, to prove to I you know. that that I feel like that's not the thing because I think it's just like any game. You can go into any game and have different strategies, and that's not going to mean that you're going to hate the game or well, dislike the game. Just I just because. mean I meant more like because we like. I mean, we played five games of this today. Yeah. And went, bam, 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 bam. You know what I mean? Yeah. But granted, like, I'm not surprised because they're quick. I mean, we play a lot of this game. Yeah, for sure. I mean, we've gotten our money's worth for certain. Uh, Yeah, and and then some. Uh, One little side note I'd like to put on this is that this is a game where you said that you can't plan ahead. And the fact that you and a friend of the podcast, John Haremza, still like this game, even though you can't plan ahead in it. It's pretty shocking to me. Has he talked about not being able to plan ahead? No, but I know that well, you, both you, you and can... him are really big about planning ahead on games, and sometimes maybe it's it's not it maybe not as be as fun for people if you can't do that. And I feel like you two are a good example of that. See, and you can kind of well, no, well, 
sort of. You can kind of plan ahead, but you can't plan ahead as much as you can in some games, for sure. So if you're like that analytical type person like John and I are, like, it still is an okay game for you to play. Yeah. Like, it just uses a different part of your brain, and it's a lighter game. Mm -hmm. So if you're looking for something heavy, this is not the game for you. No. But it's a nice change of pace, for sure. And I think this just goes to show how great of a game that it actually is, because it doesn't matter your play style. It doesn't matter your age. It doesn't matter, you know, what kind of game you like. I don't think. I feel like this is the kind of game that plays to everybody. Really? Well, and it goes to show, too, that somebody who might be heavier into games like us or John love this game. And then we, but we can turn around and introduce to your family mm-hmm. who is a lighter board game playing type of people. Yeah. But they picked up on it pretty fast. Yeah, for sure. Like, Not pretty fast. They picked up on it. They did. Yeah. Good. Once they started playing it, and I feel like they enjoyed it. Yeah, for sure. And it's one of those things, too, where, you know, talking about that, like, when I first started explaining it, I was like, God, this is an easy game that we're going to be able to teach them easily. And my dad got, I lost my dad right away. And I was like, crap, I'm like, I must be, like, not explaining it well or going too fast. But then again, just as we were getting into it, you know, he would he'd ask a couple of questions, and then he got into it fine, you know, and then played his strategy, won the game, you know. So, you know, it's one of those, again, it's just a testament to the game that I feel like just about anybody could play it. Yeah. So, so yeah. Yeah. So it was, it was nice to be able to strategize and uh, try to see how we'd play on these games. And I'm glad that you still like the game after all I, this time. I do after all of these years. That's right. So with that, that was another episode. Yes, it was. I really hope you enjoyed listening to us ramble on some more. Hopefully in the next couple of weeks, we'll come up with another awesome, exciting board game edition of the MFG cast. But until next time, I'm Kurt. And I'm Tracy. And this was the MFG cast. I know it sounds weird, but I'm going to do it anyway. I'm like, he, just so you know, we're listening to the MFG cast. Yes. Well, I always say that. So goodbye. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for listening. This podcast is a proud member of the Legends of Tabletop Broadcast Network. For more gaming-related content, please visit www.legendsoftabletop.com.